0: This is Deanna Gosha with episode 20 of the Sojourn Podcast. Today we're continuing our series, Christmas Stories of Joy and Peace. We can feel alone and disconnected due to the busyness of our lives. At Sojourn, we believe women should not travel alone. We connect with each other through our stories, letting us know we're not alone in our feelings or our circumstances, Join me each week as I teach, tell stories, or interview other women to help us connect with one another and see God's presence in our midst. If you've ever felt alone or disconnected, this podcast is just for you. It was Christmas Eve, barely, just a bit past midnight, and all was not right with the world. I was 31 weeks pregnant. And in a hot mess as I woke up to find my water had broken and we were five hours from home at my parents' house. You would think I'd wake up my husband, but no. I decided to go downstairs in my wet nightgown and find the phone book. I dialed the number of my OB I had at the beginning of the pregnancy. Now this might seem odd, but we had moved recently and I had taught his daughter at the small private school and knew the family. He advised me to go right to the hospital where he would meet me. As my husband and I, well, after I had my mom wake him up, were driving down Chatterson Road in Huntsville, Alabama, he said to me, we are going to have a name for this baby before we get to the hospital. I sighed, really? Now? Actually, He had wanted to pick out a name on our five-hour drive to my parents' home. As we traveled down I-75, just south of Atlanta, with huge pine trees lining the road, I ate green and red peanut M&Ms and declined. Let's just enjoy Christmas. We can worry about this after Christmas. As we turned off Chatterson Road onto Bailey Cove, I knew what he was thinking. If I would have cooperated earlier in the day, we would have a name for the baby. We had thought about Nicholas James if it was a boy. But I looked at Don. Well, if the baby is born today, Nicholas is out. No child of mine will be called Jolly Old Saint Nicholas on the playground. We landed on Zachary James. James after his grandfather. Then, if it was a girl, well, we had gone back and forth about girl names. And since time was an essence, I got my way. Alexandra Jane, it would be, after my grandma. That day, we went from thinking we would be in the hospital trying to keep labor away to me going into labor to an emergency C-section being formed. Little Zachary James was born and whisked off to the NIC unit. They pushed my bed through the maze of incubators and warming beds so I could get a glimpse of him on the way to my room. There I was Christmas Eve night, pushing the button to release pain meds, feeling disoriented, scared, lonely. The nurse had placed a Polaroid picture of Zach next to my bed, taped to the railing so I could look at him. I did often, with tears coursing down my face. Would he live? When could I hold him? This isn't the way it's supposed to be. The next day, I sent everyone home to be with their oldest son, Blaine. I wanted him to have Christmas, so I insisted that they open a few gifts and enjoy the day. That afternoon, the door swung wide open and in walked Dr. Alds, my OB, his wife, and two daughters straight from Christmas services. They were decked out in red velvet and black plaid and looked surprisingly like angels. On the bed, they placed packages for me to open. They surrounded my bed talking about all the things and smiled and brought cheer. Then as quick as they came in, they were off to their own family gatherings. I gingerly sat up in bed and fingered each of the gifts before opening them. I pulled out two baby outfits, size, not preemie, not even newborn, a bit older. And hope sprung up inside my heart. Dr. Odds would never have given me clothing for three months down the road if he didn't think the baby would live. And there was the answer to my question. Would he live? Yes. Yes, he would. It would be a month in the hospital hooked up to a ventilator and then oxygen and then hanging out in an incubator. It would be a couple years before he caught up with kids his age But when he did, you couldn't stop him. Today, Zach is a children's pastor. He's outgoing and energetic, and we call him the baby whisperer. He's married to a woman we all love. He's preparing with his wife to go overseas and work in an organization, building relationships with youth who are lonely and disconnected from God. Every year around this time, I think about the Alds family about Dr. Alds and his willingness to drop everything on Christmas Eve and come to my rescue, to their willingness to put their plans on hold for a bit to come and bring some joy to my hospital room, how they dropped in and everything changed. This year with the pandemic, drop in visits of joy are limited, but I'm finding ways to drop in with hope and joy here and there. Maybe Christmas socks stuffed in an envelope and sent out in the mail. Perhaps an unexpected box of cookies landing on a doorstep. Plans to fill the blessing boxes in the area with extra food for my pantry. These blessing boxes are set up for anyone who could use a bit of food. Just open the door to the box. Like the little libraries you see sprinkled around neighborhoods and parks. And when you open the door to the box, you just pull out what you need. I think I'll write little messages on the food packaging. or Maybe attach a note, something that brings a spark of joy or a little hope, something that tells the person without words. You can make it. You can do this. Someone cares. I'm thinking a bit today of those shepherds who made the journey from their fields to a little family of three. They could have run away, but instead they showed up at the manger. I wonder what it all meant to Joseph and Mary that night. They must have told them about the angel and all they saw. And then to drop in like this? Mary would treasure all these things in her heart. I wonder what hope it gave her that night. I wonder about the hope that we can bring to one another by simply dropping in. Here are a few things to think about as we end today. Who has shown up for you? Who has dropped in just when you needed it? Maybe you should tell them the difference it made a note or a text just to say that time when you did this it really mattered funny but as i was preparing to record this podcast there was a knock on my door and there on the front porch with masks on and social distancing were two dear sojourn women that have traveled along with me in the bible studies for years holding out gifts Just dropping in to spread some joy and hope. I laughed and told them I was this very minute writing a podcast about dropping in and here you are dropping in. I can't even begin to tell you the difference that made in my day. Who do you need to show up for? How can you drop into someone's life right now to bring hope and joy? What could you email? snail mail, text, drop on a doorstep, or order through delivery that might tell someone to keep on going, to not give up. What might bring some joy to someone today? Make a plan and then go do it. Thank you for listening to our podcast join us for more Christmas stories of joy and peace during the month of December. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as Sojourn Women. Follow us there for Sojourn updates. And please share our podcast with someone who might need it today.